Welcome back to the Second Take Podcast. We're here at episode 33. <sighs> Pains me to say this. The Eli Apple episode. Um, oh, that's Apple. so interesting. <laughs> Eli that Apple. was the I one you came up with? No, I had a bunch oh, okay. more. Y'all just forbid me from saying them. It's because you say age. We got to save some of the rest of us. <laughs> episode 33. We're back. Sorry it took a while. We got a busy lives ahead of us. You know, holiday season. So we're trying to fit in when we can fit it in um we have some very interesting topics as usual uh mostly mostly nfl and nba being that it's in the midst of the season for both of them um other than that i'm gonna give it to adam let him take the floor and go through the topics Whoa. i don't know what happened there but uh what's your what's your episode name oh uh, this is the larry bird episode 33 like bird got him um like you got the unfortunate part of going last so i'll go I can go easy like Shaq, but I'm going to go Jamal Adams. I saw, Dude, I had all those. Okay. I That's had cool. all those. I should have said all of them. No, because I wouldn't have thought about one. I would have said Larry Walker at some point. If okay, well. Or, or no, I'm going to say his name, actually. Patrick Ewan. Eh, well, I think there's another one. You know, Kareem, too. Yeah. I think there's another NBA player that, I don't know if he wore 33 or no, not. I think he wore 32. Scotty was a good one. Scotty was another one, yeah. But yeah, we go to our topics today. (laughs) (laughs) Our topics for today's episode are which team will make it will make the most noise in the college football playoffs? Our reaction to Joe Burrow's season ending injury. Does Josh Allen have a turnover problem? Will the Chiefs offense prevent them from repeating as Super Bowl champions? Would you rather returning for another episode? Is it time for the Warriors to move on from Clay Thompson? Who are the most underrated NBA teams? in the West and the East, our early NBA final predictions, and then our final takes. But Longman, like always, we start with you of course. with our first topic. Which team will make the loudest noise in the college football playoffs? So I, I didn't want to go an easier route and say like Michigan or Florida State, obviously without Jordan Travis. is a whole different ballgame, but I went with Washington um, just because what they did last night in the Pac-12 championship um, the defense is still a concern for me, but the offense led by Michael Penix Jr. I think they're 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 pretty dominant um, from that perspective. I think he's going to be in, uh, second behind Jane Daniels and the Heisman. Uh, the um, definitely not Bo Nix is the winner of the Heisman, by the way. Um, but he'll probably be second behind um, behind Jaden uh, Daniels. But um, the defense, Washington wise, ranks 46 um, in allow in allowing um, opponents 23 points per game. So it's not great. Um, the offense can put up big numbers. I think they're maybe top five, top ten in scoring offense. But from a defensive perspective, they have to get it cleaned up a little bit. But if there's somebody on that offense besides Michael Penix Jr. that can get it going, that's Devin Johnson. I don't know if y'all watched him last night. I think he accounted for maybe a few touchdowns. I think he should have won the MVP of the of the game, but obviously Penix won the game or won the MVP of the game. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think Washington is a complete team. You know, this is this is not the Washington team that lost to Alabama with Jake Browning as a quarterback back in 2016, 2017. So I think this team has a little bit more left to, to, to prove. I think with Georgia losing, you could potentially see Washington versus, depending upon who wins. I, I, I think the, the first matchup they have is going to be favorable for them, which is why I think they're going to make the college football playoff, and obviously I think they're going to win it. It's interesting to be talking about the pack. 12 now we can say for for the time being the pack 12 no more pack two by next year but yeah. 
That's what's changed, dude. I thought it was just getting. Well, it's probably just going to uh, get annexed. Oh, okay. Annexed. Okay. Well. But there's only two teams left, so well. everyone else is going to unrealistic locations. Yeah, well, that's fair too. But um, I think it's. I think that's the safest bet to say for this topic is Washington. Like you said, the running game is very up there. Um, especially uh, you, you were talking about their running back. Yeah, Devin Johnson. Yep. Devin Johnson, the same guy that ran for like 300 yards mm-hmm. against USC. The wide receiver, I can't remember his last name. Rome. Oduzi or? Rome Oduzi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he's, he's going to be top he's, 15 pick. I think, yeah. if, I think he's a senior or he's going to be eligible for the draft. I don't I don't know that to be a fact, but. he's He is he is him when it comes to the wide receiver position. Right. Um, I don't, I think Michigan's going to luck out with who they get to play because they're not going to yeah. have to play. Whoever, they won't have to play well, someone. Well, will they? If, I, since Georgia lost, let's say for the sake of argument, Michigan win, which they probably should. They're going to go one. Yeah. So they're going to face. The four seed, which Texas? is. Texas? Georgia? I don't think they face. I don't think Georgia okay. falls one to four. Okay. I think. Three if, probably. I think if anything, Michigan goes one. Mm-hmm. Georgia falls into the two, three game. And Michigan will have to play one of the for one of the. Easier teams, bro. They're gonna move Bama up to two. No, they're not. They're not. They, they. I'm, I'm, I'm. And this is for all the viewers. I'm, I'm saying this right now. And this is before the college football playoff ranking comes out. If the committee puts Alabama in over Texas, we know exactly what they want. They want two SEC teams in the college football playoff. You cannot jump a team. Obviously, they won the SEC championship, and we can't overlook that. You can't jump a team that lost to the team in front of like there's just no chance they jumped them no chance ohio state's obviously number six right now they're gonna fall out oregon was number five they're falling out depending upon if florida state wins they might fall out you could have texas and alabama in the college football playoff but if they oh Uh, (laughs) they better not for the sake of argument as well i'm gonna say that florida state somehow still pulls it off just because they have more talent than louisville Mm mm-hmm you're not going to not put a undefeated team in the playoffs. I agree. I agree. Especially with a what are the what conference are they in? ACC. ACC, yeah. So they're probably going to be the four, which means that Michigan's going to play a third string quarterback in the first round. So I don't see a lot of a lot of action coming from that game. So Michigan might actually get their I think first playoff win. So congratulations on that one. We'll see. Took you took you a very long time. Well, you might not because they, they need the signs in order. And just to, oh, never mind. you know, just a couple yeah. signs stealing games. You know, would it would it be would it do? But I think I think you're right. Washington is that team to make the most noise. But Penix needs to play his best games. Mm-hmm. This this can't be a heavy turnover game for him. I agree. And they're gonna have to rely on the run game yep. because you know who who Penix is at this point. Yep. Dave. Um, with Michigan's win over Ohio State, I think they can argue for the number one spot. That's just my personal opinion, especially since Georgia oh, took yeah. a loss today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny y'all talk about Washington because they are inter- they are an interesting team with Penix leading the charge. But mm-hmm. like Adam said, Penix has got to be a one from here on out. Yeah. Like this is not the time to slow up. This is not the time to have a fluke ass 150 yard passing game. Like. You can't do. You can't make the minimalist mistakes you made in the season. Like these are the college football playoffs. Teams are going to capitalize on that. And on top of that, y'all are 
a new face to the college playoffs in recent well, years. Like yeah, recent they, they made have, it back in like 2016 and 17, but yeah, I mean they were the four seed. They weren't beating they didn't Alabama. Do shit. Yeah, yeah, they weren't beating Alabama. So like competing with powerhouses like Bama, Michigan, you know Ohio State, even though you know they're gonna fall out, whatever. Um, almost blowing it against Oregon well, in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. Uh, it's just you have to be on it's that defense, dude. A plus, like you have to be A plus play, A plus mindset. Like you have to go into this game hungry, and I don't want them to get comfortable with how they've been playing. Right. Uh, on the other side, I think teams with the injury bug will crumble fast. Like FSU, um, Texas, they look dominant right now, but I don't believe in no type you don't of Texas believe football. In Texas, okay. I don't believe in no type of Texas football. All right. So not when it comes to postseason. <laughs> I mean that's fair, but I mean they're and look, I, just think, I, I, I get they they played Oklahoma State today, and I'm not saying Oklahoma State's good by any stretch of the imagination. They have a good running back, I think. It's but Ollie. the way that they were able to control the line of scrimmage and were able to to control time of possession, and I think they were up maybe 35, 14 at halftime. Like they're able to score points, and I think that they can hang with the Georgias, obviously the Alabamas, because they beat them already. I I mean my second was Texas, even before today. Obviously, they had to win in order to get in, but or they have to they had to win in order for a chance to get in. But I don't know Texas, they they can make it in, but they're another team that's really got to be on it. But I don't I don't believe in Texas football. Okay. Then no matter what level, right. um, Florida who, who State, they lost to? Kansas, yeah, okay, no, and no, that's no, I a, Kansas. That's a no, they lost to um, I think Oklahoma lost to Kansas. I can't remember who they lost to because they have one loss. It was definitely a game they were supposed to win though. Anyway, oh, was it was it Oklahoma in the uh, was it not Oklahoma? Yeah, they lost to Oklahoma, yeah. Okay. So I mean, the, at the time, was, Oklahoma was like five, six. Yeah, not a bad loss. Something up there. Nevertheless, though, Florida State, I don't see you getting it done with a third string quarterback. No, I don't think you're going. I think you're going to have a. I don't. I don't know. Like, I, y'all might lose the next game right. and just be done from there. My my last comment on just the college football playoff in general is that the committee has to put in the best four teams okay last year it was tcu it was georgia obviously michigan and ohio state we knew tcu was not going to be georgia in the, in the um in the national championship game so what the committee has to do now is evaluate florida state and say okay they're a good team with jordan travis but without him are they really the bet the fourth best or a top four team in the college football playoffs or in the college football realm I, I don't think you can answer that. Even even if they win this game, and I get they're number four. If they win it, they're probably going to be in. But are they really one of the best four teams without Jordan Travis? No. That's, how, that, that, that's the problem. See? And the only reason the committee hasn't taken action to it yet is because, obviously, you know, at, at this time we're recording this podcast, they're playing Louisville right now. Right. But – you don't have film on these backup quarterbacks. You don't have no. experience on these backup quarterbacks. And, you and honestly, Vegas doesn't know. The committee right. doesn't know how they are going to perform. But I can just tell you that every good football team runs right. through at least a strong mental quarterback. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. When you think about you know the the top four teams, they're they're quarterbacks that you know we can sit there and we say we trust more than the Florida State's quarterback or the the second or third string quarterback, whatever it is. It's it's just something that they're going to have to answer because Florida State also was in a dogfight against Florida. Regardless if it was at Florida or at Florida State, Florida is not a good football team right now. They're not. Mm-hmm. And they went to the I, – I didn't watch the whole game, but I know that, that 
Florida State had had struggled early in the first half and pretty much majority of the second half besides the fourth quarter. So I don't believe they're the best, one of the best teams in the, in, in, uh, in college football, but that's not for me to decide. And I know you say you can't, you have to judge them because of how TCU played last year. Oh, I'm not saying. That. I mean, yes, but you also have to look at they don't have their star quarterback. Like you, you cannot sit there with a straight face and say that Florida without Jordan Travis is a top four team. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to argue with right. you. Right. But I'm. I'm saying the reason that someone like Florida State quote-unquote, has to make it in if they win tonight. They win the ACC championship, which is a conference championship, Yeah. plus they're undefeated. I, I No, I, I get it. I understand. I, I test says that third-string quarterback plus, you know, high-intensity high game mm-hmm. equals usually not so good of an outcome for that team. But, I mean, that's like saying I test right now. Jalen Milrose looks decent enough to play competitive football in the playoffs. I, this, Alabama is a sketchy thing. They have their reputation. We always want to say, well, especially after against Auburn, you know, 50-yard fucking touchdown score on fourth and what was it, fucking 15, Somebody 23? Yeah, I don't know, 31. some crazy shit. 31. So they have their reputation as Bama. You know, Bama's going to Bama. Nick Saban is, you know, one of the most decorated coaches in college football. Yes. They have their history. What scares me about Bama is that specific instance, is that they have the coach to make mediocre people who don't make it in the next level look good in yep. college. Mm-hmm. A.J. McCarron. Jacob Hooker. Jay Ho- Hooker. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Jones. Like, <laughs> Blake these Sims. Are, these are all quarterbacks who have national championships under Cameron their belt, Ruggs. and it didn't amount to shit besides Who? being an early round draft pick. Okay, all right. an early round draft bust. We could put it at that. Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson, one of the best college football running backs ever, yeah. made it to the league. Had the worst footwork anybody's ever seen. Johnny Unitas would have been rolling in his grave. <laughs> Henry Ruggs. Like, it'll be interesting. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do, but we'll we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, we're in a. We're we're gonna see, let's see. It's it's definitely not very easy to be in this job because you're gonna piss off thousands upon thousands of people regardless no. of what you do. No, I am a it fan of the twelve team college football playoff. Oh, I yeah. do like I that. Do. I, I do like, like that, that format. I do like that. It's gonna definitely be a game changer next year. Yep. So I I really can't wait for that. But now we move on from the college football playoffs to our reactions to Joe Burrow season and injury. Dave, lead us off. Well, well, well. <laughs> if I haven't been oh. calling this for a year and a half, yeah. that the Bengals organization will be the demise of Joe Burrow. I've been saying that Joe Burrow will have a season-ending injury since before the season Just even started. Easily. And it's not even hate, I'm bro. kidding. I'm I, kidding. Calm down. I love Joe Burrow being kidding. LSU's greatest quarterback ever, possibly. <clears throat> um but it's just the simple fact that it takes more than one person to run a football team. Huh. You put too much pressure on Joe Burrow. He can't protect himself. Simple as that. If the offensive line don't have protection, he don't have time to throw the ball. And what did we learn? Joe Burrow is the most sacked quarterback in the past three years of him playing. And he's been in the league for, what, four? At the end of since, this year, it's four? Since 2020, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the below part protection won't help him succeed definitely won't help him stay healthy and honestly 
right now how I see it, he won't make it to another Super Bowl and compete for real in a Super Bowl until he leaves Cincinnati. Because as we learned in the past four years, Cincinnati will not do shit about his protection. Granted, they did the Collins trade. Didn't amount to shit. He got sacked just as many times, if not more, than the year before. Now, they just have to realize as an organization, take all your funds that you're not already playing, paying major players like Jamar Chase. Um, T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. But that's another topic with T. Higgins. So, T. Higgins, I believe he gets used as trade revenue this year. Mm-hmm. They could use Jamar Chase just as good, and they're going to find the young and upcoming up up-and-coming receivers to fill that role hopefully hopefully now joe burrow's instance season-ending injury torn ligament in his wrist throwing wrist is he even going to come back as the same player you know the acl that's different you could rehab it you can you know as much as you can and move around but it doesn't affect your throwing as much as a throwing arm injury or throwing wrist injury so i mean this is joe burrow needs to heal up evaluate his options at the end of this contract try to get out of it talk with his agent i don't know but at the end of the day you're just going to be used as the crash dummy for the cincinnati Bengals. they have not cared about your protection for the past four years and as we all know major injuries in a young quarterback's career usually doesn't amount to a long career a long successful career andrew luck exactly well you're successful they just didn't pay offensive linemen protect them exactly so I mean that's that's all I gotta say about Joe Burrow's season in the injury. It's just it's hard to see, but you can't say you didn't see it coming. So the thing about Joe and his injury, yes, you said it's a throwing arm, throwing wrist injury. I personally don't know anything any any player, like any like status of the player afterwards after this injury. So I don't know how most people recover from this injury. Um, I just know that, like you said, protection for him has been his biggest downfall. He has had zero over his entire career, and it's only hurt him, and now physically hurt him. How many more times does he need to show you before he's permanently put out, or before he pulls an Andrew Luck and retires Mid game, and I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but Joe Burrow averages getting sacked about six point eight times a game. Like that's horrible. When you got, when you got teams with great protection, and the quarterback not going down once in a game. I won't make fun of Jared Goff this season because he's he's doing very well this season. But you look at his O line and the time they immaculate, bro, makes him a top quarterback for the season at least and that's 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 good too because in in jared goff's aspect he's got two very good running backs now we were questioning david montgomery all we've seen him in was chicago before this year and we know how much of a shit show that is over there in soldier field Mm. that is a shit show so him coming in as strong as he did before he got hurt and then coming back from his injury and still being dominant jameer gibbs is a rookie granted all rookies, for the most part, rookies succeed in their first season because nobody has film on them. Mm-hmm. I'll, get it, I'll give it to that. But it's a good thunder and lightning combo that, honestly, if you look at Detroit, it reminds me of the New Orleans Saints, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara in the early days. Mm-hmm. The fucking thunder and lightning. Thunder and lightning. Like, and then it helps that Jared Goff is probably one of the best people in the league that runs play action. He fakes it off so well. M- m- fuck, he got a fucking... Uh, uh, 
hit on a defenseless player penalty this year too for faking out the play action so well so i mean that just all accounts to it dan campbell i mean he's doing good right now but i just think his players and the positions and how they drafted are really doing most part of it mm-hmm. but back to the Bengals. i mean i think overall our problem would be protection you know mm-hmm. i think that's all the common denominator we have here that that's basically the the analysis for all of our reactions longman what, what we got from from you so I, I think it's first off it's terrible in terms of the timing of it um mm-hmm. they were just getting hot they had beat the 49ers like, the week before after a horribly um, slow start to yeah the absolutely and then and i think they lost to the texans i think it might have been the the week before like the the game before that, that he um he injured himself the only thing I'm, I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit, I, I understand the, the whole idea of the, the whole offensive line. That's very important, and I don't dis- dispute that at all. But the thing I think you had mentioned, Dave, was the offensive weapons. Um, and not, I don't know if you had said using them as trade revenue. Um, just, I just think they move on from T. Higgins. That's the only one sure. I can really see. Um, so the, the only reason they don't move on mm-hmm. from Joe Mixon is because he took a pay cut. Yeah, and I get – yeah. The only thing I'll say is in the pushback I, I'll, I'll give on that is – the Cincinnati Bengals are Joe Burrow. No matter if it's a Jamar Chase, no matter if it's T. Higgins, no matter if it's Trent Irwin, for God's sake, Joe Burrow makes the Cincinnati Bengals. So you can give him a bunch of practice squad players. I think that even happened last year. There was a course where Jamar was out, where T. was out, and they didn't have the, the necessary weapons, and he made those guys, those practice squad players, look good. So my only pushback to that is, yes, you need talent around you in terms of like offensive weapons. That's, that's, that's a gimme. But I will say is Joe Burrow can make the no names into somebody's if that makes sense. But I mean um, that's that's what happened because if you look at their Joe Mixon was probably the only one still there as an offensive sure, weapon before sure. Joe Burrow. Sure. And you know that was a given, and he's seen how successful they were in the first year, so he decides yeah. to take a pay cut. Yeah, okay, yeah. we get that. No, I get it. But drafting Jamar Chase, drafting mm-hmm. T Higgins, y'all built this team, and mm-hmm. like you're saying, the Bengals aren't the Bengals without Joe Burrow. So mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. We knew, being from Louisiana, we knew what Jamar Chase was. We've been knowing since 2019. We've been. But the fact that he sat out a year, and if y'all, don't, if y'all remember, he had a slow start. Everybody was calling him Butterfingers. Like, yeah, he wasn't he even, catch the ball. Yeah, he wasn't even catching the ball or nothing. So, Joe Burrow made T. Higgins who he is. He made Jamar Chase in the NFL. Granted that Jamar Chase is a great player. We know he's a great player. But if he had a different quarterback, I don't think he would be as successful sure. because of the chemistry they've grown for him at LSU. Sure. So the fact that Joe Burrow is in that position to make the franchise, you at least owe it to him to protect him. Yeah. And I agree with and, the and, point and, you were saying. And, and, and that's kind of where I was going to is you don't have to surround him with, you know, maybe keep Jamar, but you don't have to surround him with DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, all these different players that, you know, are, are coming up for contract extensions at the end of the season. Like you, all you need is like use that money wisely to protect Joe Burrow because if we remember correctly before Joe Burrow was drafted by by the Cincinnati Bengals is the it might have been the year of his rookie year he goes down with the ACL injury they have a top five pick the next year Joe Burrow in a fully healthy season is one pass away from winning the Super Bowl mm-hmm. the next year Joe Burrow is one holding call away from being back in the Super Bowl back in the Super Bowl so like I said you obviously need to – it affects those guys in a major way. Chase, T. Higgins. It affects the defense because mentally you know you're going into a game you can't win. 
you know going into that game we don't have joe burrow we have jake brown no offense to jake brown but jake browning is not joe burrow okay so the 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 thing that's very worrisome is not only affects you this year this is a wrist injury that happened in week 11 of the nfl season it's going to affect into next year no matter and I, I don't know how the recovery time i don't know if it takes a year if it takes six months whatever let's just say for the sake of argument it takes a year you not only have to recover from it you also have to get reps in so you might return by week five six maybe seven whatever the case may be but it might take you three more additional weeks just to get you know your groove back so it's it affects them this year absolutely but it affects them next year when jamar's up when t's up tyler boy's probably out of there like it it's it's not looking good and then who knows at what point joe's gonna be at yep who knows if the protection is going to get any better yep he might go down again in week two like nobody nobody knows and i agree that's what's so painful is because we know the success that Joe Burrow brings and he just can't bring it because he doesn't have the protection. And that's the most painful part about it, man. <laughs> but I think we move on from Joe and move on to Josh Allen. And does he have a turnover problem? Now, I don't know if y'all want me to start or if y'all want to start first. and then I'll 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 take I'm the I'm locked and loaded. I know you are. <laughs> yeah, me too. I just didn't know if y'all wanted me to speak my mind first or speak my mind last. Go ahead. Go first. To answer the question short and sweet, yes. Your quarterback, sure. man. 100% he has a now, turnover problem. Now, when I made the question, I didn't specify if it was this year or if it was over the course of his career. You're going this year, course of career. What, what, what are you saying? Both. Okay. Sure. I mean, course of career, obviously, he has a turnover problem. This season, it's still apparent. I mean, it, it's, it's to the point where if you watch it, I'm not going to say 100% of his interceptions are his fault. But the ones that are completely his fault are just blatantly bad. Like, bad read, bad just bad throw. He does what I can only describe it as trying to play hero. Hero ball all the time, 24-7. I'm very glad you said that. He thinks he needs to... Fit, fit the ball through a window that's barely open, and that's where his that's where his turnover problem occurs. Is whenever he's trying to be the best, when when he plays like an like who his potential, he'll throw two eighty nine, two ninety, three hundred yards, two touchdowns, and get a rushing touchdown. When he he just needs to get out of that. I need to be the hero of this game. I can just go play my ball, maybe make one, you know, 50-yard bomb throw a game. But you don't need to be the hero. You don't need to fit in such a tight window every pass. And I'm 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 very glad you said that. Um with the trusting his receivers and I think that's that's where most of the frustration with Stefan Diggs comes from is like not that he's not hitting him or not targeting him this is josh allen tries to make it all happen by himself and it's being the quarterback yes everybody's going to look at you the first to blame if y'all lose or you play bad whatever but i think that he needs more in trusting his receivers to make a play rather than him make the play with his legs or in the air i think it's more just you know having faith in your team and Whoever, however they feel about Sean McDermott is however they feel. But at the end of the day, you're the captain of that offense. Everything runs through you. You touch the ball every single play. I think it's just you got to make it happen some way or another, even if it doesn't involve you as much. 
and I honestly think a part a part of his problem is that he he thinks he needs to be the reason they win, be, to shut up other people. Mm. Like he he I don't think he has enough faith in his defense to provide a stop. Granted, they haven't showed much this season to provide stops and giving up. I think two leads late in the fourth quarter games, and that's ended up in two losses. But he doesn't help himself with crucial interceptions either. But he thinks that he needs to be the reason why this receiver catches the ball. Mm -hmm. He's the reason why the defense doesn't need to have a stop every drive. He he needs to rely more on his receivers, his tight end, his O-line, his defense. And I don't know if that stemmed from him just seeing that Milano's out, White's out, Miller's out. All these people are out. So he thinks, okay, now I got to step up. Or if he sees that Stefan's unhappy, um, people are blaming our offense the way it's run. So I got to make sure that it looks good for the media. Like mm. you're not, you're not trying to impress the media. You're trying to have a winning record to get to the playoffs, to then make it to divisional game, to then make it to the conference game, to then make it to the Super Bowl, to then win it. That's what his focus needs to be on. Not, I need to shut up Emmanuel Acho, Nick Wright. Right. Like he needs to get. If that's if that's what's really on his mind, it needs to not be. Right. Um, for my take, uh, y'all already know division rival. You know how I feel about Josh Allen. Um, unbiased though, just watching it as an NFL fan, it's just bad. Like you have all the potential to be a playoff team. They were respectively our Super Bowl favorites, at least to make a threat, to make a deep threat. Um, what are y'all sitting at right now? Five and six, six and five. We're five hundred, I think six and six, six and six. Yeah, so that's just not something we expected from the Buffalo Bills. And if you look at it, um, Adam, you said this a couple of episodes back. Uh, I believe it was last year, probably around this time. Josh Allen had got hurt, his elbow injury. I believe it was a UCL. Mm. Um, I believe that has affected his decision making and. Possibly it could be re-aggravating it. I mean, I don't know, but I believe that injury affected his decision-making and placement of the ball. You know, something's going on. Because we noticed that he would force the ball a whole lot more after that injury. And we had all kind of, you know, gave our opinion on that in that episode. But um, I'm going to just run through his stats. Well, for yardage-wise, anytime a quarterback throws over 200 yards and wins the game, I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining. Josh Allen played the Denver Broncos 177 yards, two interceptions, one touchdown, and um, played the Giants 169 yards, two interceptions, one touchdown. That's the only two games this year he's thrown under 200 yards. Granted, you look at that, that's not two playoff teams. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing bad against these bad teams – that just makes you concerned for the future. Then you have all the drama going on with Stefan. You have all the injuries on the defensive side of the ball. You have Von Miller fighting a domestic violence case. Probably one of the best pass rushers in the league, been since 2012, you know, been a threat. That just puts more pressure on his shoulders. You got to step up into that pressure and be good. Be Josh Allen. But you can't force being good. Exactly. Exactly. You got to trust the process. You got to trust the receivers. Even Mac Jones, how unsuccessful he's been this year, 
He didn't believe in the system with Matt Patricia. He's calling his own plays. The first game, when he stopped listening to Matt Patricia and cursed him out, when it was a pan. The whole world seen it and cursed him out, said he wasn't running it. They won the game. That was one of their only two wins. So I don't know if I don't, I, I don't think that Sean McDermott is the problem. He's got a lot of heat, too. I don't think that he's the problem. I think Josh Allen's decision-making and maybe his arm isn't what it once been after that injury, we don't know. But regardless to the fact, he has 13 interceptions so far this year, 14 last year, 15 the year before, 10. 2019 was probably his best season. He had 20 touchdowns to nine interceptions. Then he had 12 his rookie year. Rookie year, you know, rookie year, first year in the league. Rookie year, he was awful. Whatever. You know, everybody has, like, everybody has a wishy-washy rookie year. You could be either really good or really bad adjusting to the systems. Mm -hmm. But this year, he's on pace to have his worst year of his career since 2019. And statistically, that doesn't amount to wins. Doesn't amount to playoff wins, more specifically. Stephon Diggs still standing on that fucking field three years later, watching the confetti come down. And if you don't fix this turnover problem... If you don't, if you don't have faith in your receivers, the running game. I mean, the running game. You're the leading rusher on the team. Yeah. You signed Leonard Fournette. Hasn't played yet. You got the duo of Latavius Murray and James Cook. James Cook, you drafted from Florida State. He hasn't been a real threat. They expected him to be the next reincarnation of his brother from Minnesota, mm -hmm. and he hasn't been a real threat. Josh Allen's the leading rusher. I think he's just trying to make everything happen through him, like you said, Adam. And I think that that's just it's too much for him. It's too much for the team. And it's definitely not enough to make them successful. They're not even the top three in their own division, like the in the AFC. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it so concerning to me is because you were on the high horse for the past three, four years. And now it's just coming down. And you... If you're looking in from the organization, you're inside the organization, you don't really know what the problem is because you feel like y'all have an elite team. But eight consecutive games with an interception, that is not good at all. And it's it's been interceptions that's costed them the game. Look at last week. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm not I'm gonna cut you off. Are you saying right now the reason they lost that game was because of Josh Allen? I think the reason they lost that game was because of dumb turnovers. Not specifically Josh okay. Allen. Keep going. Keep going. I will say this. This will be my last thing I'll say about Josh Allen and the, the Bills. This or the I'll, defense gives up more, gives up enough points as it is. This, this is where my last thing I'll have to say. If you want the media to stop bashing you week in and week out, if you start passing the ball or you start you know, letting your running backs run, letting your receivers run. Just let, positive yardage somehow, if, some way. If you let all like other factors contribute in the game and you don't let the game run through you, mm -hmm. like you're passing, you're running, guess what's going to happen? Your passing, your running is going to equal your turnovers, your fumbles. They're going to look at those instead of saying, hey, the defense gave up X amount of yards, X amount of points. Instead of saying, you know, yeah, that happened, but the interception. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, if he didn't make, I mean, I'm not saying he's making everything about himself. I'm just saying everything seems to be running through him. Right. And if that wasn't the case, if some, if the running backs would, would make more of an impact, if the defense would make more of an impact, it'd take less <clears throat> off of him for the media to react to. Is but is what I'm trying to say. 
So the less he has on him, the more he could just play the game instead of having to worry about what so and so said, what was what they be saying, what what everybody says says about him. Right. Norman, what's your piece about this? Uh, so I will clarify that if you know, obviously Josh Allen has had a turnover problem problem his entire career um, since being with the Buffalo Bills. But if we're talking about this season alone, um, no, Josh Allen does not have a turnover problem. If you want to contextualize it for what it is, because um, that's kind of what we lack here. Um, not everybody, but I'm just saying, not not calling anybody out, but let's contextualize it for what it is. Okay, so if we're gonna sit here and we say that Josh Allen leads the league in turnovers or interceptions, we also have to say that he leads the NFL in touchdowns. Can we can we can we make can we make that a, a point? Yeah. If he leads the NFL in interceptions, turnovers, he also leads the league in touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Josh Allen week one against the Jets was awful. I very, we were very critical of Josh Allen and the way that he played. You played against Zach Wilson, who's not a quarterback in the NFL. You should have won that game. No, no question about that. You gave up two interceptions to Jordan Whitehead, who shouldn't shouldn't be in the NFL in and of, in and of itself. That game and that week, he was awful. Since week one, there have been. I'll give you three turnovers in which I can sit there and I say that was a very bad decision. Let, let, let me just go through some of the interceptions or let me go th- through some of the turnovers. So in week, I can't remember the week, but when they played against the commanders, third and 20, he launches the ball down to Gabe Davis in one-on-one coverage. Don't, not an issue with that. It's third down, you have a one-on-one coverage, it's a 50-50 ball, okay? Nearly a punt because they were at the 20-15 yard line. Not giving you that one. Against the Jaguars, third and 19, against Stephon Diggs, one-on-one coverage, same thing. Throws it up, gets intercepted. 50-50 ball at the seven-yard line, basically a punt. Um, no issue with that whatsoever. Against the Giants, he throws it to Dawson Knox in a tight coverage. The linebacker tips it, interception. No, no issue with that. Uh, game against the Buccaneers, the defensive line at the line of scrimmage hits the ball up and it gets intercepted. Not his fault. Game against the Broncos, the ball gets tipped up. Uh, it's thrown to Gabe Davis, it gets tipped. Well, it's supposed to be caught by Gabe Davis, it gets intercepted. Not his fault. These are not bad decisions. I will give you three turnovers in which Josh Allen has not performed well. The one against the, the, the Bengals in which he threw it into double coverage. That was a bad decision by him. The one against the New England Patriots and the one right before halftime against the Denver Broncos. So do uh, you think the receivers aren't elite enough to make that one-on-one? I would no, say, they, I'll, no, 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 no. They, they are. I'm saying that if we're going to sit there and we're going to say Josh Allen leads the league in interceptions or leads the league in turnovers or whatever it is, most of those are not his fault. Because if you want to contextualize it for what it is, against the commanders, as I said, third and 20, you're launching that ball up to Gabe Davis. It's a 50-50 shot. Interception. No problem with that whatsoever. You're taking a shot down the field. You're trying to score points. It's basically a point because they're at the 15-yard line. Same thing against the Jaguars. Same thing against the Giants. Same thing against the Broncos. Gabe Davis has to catch that ball. He doesn't catch it. It gets intercepted. But we sit there and we say, that's interception. That's Josh Allen's problem. No, it was a perfectly placed ball. He just didn't catch the ball. That's the problem. I will sit here and stay after this season. Gabe Davis is not a good receiver. No, I mean, he's all right. He's, he's, a, he's a two. Um, he shouldn't He's be. all right. All right. It, I okay. think in, in a good team he's a three at best. Sure. He's just gonna go to another team and be a one though. Sure. Um, he, he will. Josh Allen made him a one. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'll give you those three interceptions or those three turnovers. But other than that, and obviously the week one game in which he was off, and we were all very critical of him. Josh Allen does not have a turnover problem. The the team is 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 I think it's top three, I believe it is, in points per game or yards per game, whatever it is. I'm not gonna sit here and allow the stats of it to to vision or to 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 take over my opinion of it because when I contextualize it for what it is, there are throws in there that I can say that is a bad decision, but majority of them are, I don't have an issue with them whatsoever. So they are interceptions at the end of the day, but if you want to look at it from what they are, he does not have a turnover problem. And look, I was going to, I think gonna, it's more critical about when those turnovers happen. 
I think it's about okay. more critical when okay like, give, give me give, okay so uh, the ones i went through give, give me an example of, <laughs> of which which ones they were critical but also was josh allen's fault i mean i don't think they're i don't think no like because like i said I'll, I'll give you the one again i'll give you three of them i'll give you the one the first half against the the Bengals right before halftime he throws it right into double coverage should not make that throw that's a bad nfl decision yeah it goes down they go against down the, the score right yeah yeah so like i said that's a bad i'll give you that one the one against new england to start off that was a horrible horrible turnover okay i'll give you that one the last one i'll give you is the one i think it was before halftime against the brown you said they had two interceptions the yeah. one before halftime i'll give you that one too the other one i'm i that was that was a, a catchable ball by Gabe Davis. He should have caught that ball. That one went through his hands. I'm pretty yep. sure. Yep. I think it's more of Sean McDermott seeing that this is a pattern. Because the last interception, the interception that came in the Philadelphia game, granted the game went into overtime, but you could have won. You could have yeah. went down if you made. If your defense I guess makes a stop. I guess it's yeah. You know. Okay, so you know your defense is AJ down. Brown made a football move. You know yeah, they suck. Football, yeah. Like so, Josh Allen on third down was pretty much unstoppable against the Eagles. Ultimately, if we watched that whole game, I feel that as a coach, <clears throat> to Sean McDermott's job, if your defense is bad, you know your defense sure. is bad. They're down players. Whatever's going on with them, you have to minimize the time they have on the field. So. Why are you taking? They were long up seventeen to seven at halftime. That I mean, I I understand what you're saying in, in terms of minima, minimizing their time on the field and being able to kind of make sure they don't step on the field in the most critical moments. They were up seventeen to seven at halftime and they continuously score points and the defense pretty much blew the game. I understand where he's coming from because I, no, I understand. I'm just saying, like. I, I would have much preferred that, you know, that game planning than the one they showed up with in the second half for that game. Yeah, just. You know that Philly, Philly scores. That's what they do. They score. Right. They throw. They run. And look, the the one in overtime where they 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 him and Gabe Davis. I don't I don't I don't know the the communication was that was picked up. I don't know if it was Gabe's it was fault. Or if it was his be, fault. I don't know. It was a it was an option route for Gabe Davis. Right. He could have picked either in or out. Gabe chose out. Josh yeah. chose in. Sure. And that's why it fell. Sure. Apparently. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. If that's true or not, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I understand from from the aspect of overall turnovers, overall interceptions, whatever it is you guys want to look at. I, I don't disagree with that, but I'm also not going to sit here and say that all those interceptions are his fault. You brought that up, but I'm also trying to contextualize it for what it is. There are three. Like I said, there are three times where he threw it, and I can sit there and I can say that is a bad NFL decision. The other times, it's not his fault. You, Either it's not his fault or it's a 50-50 ball, and you're just looking to make a play. You know, I was going to bring up something like that. Like, not all of them are his fault. I, for the sake of argument, I didn't want to bring that up. Oh, I do. But yeah, I I do agree. That's, so, that's, some of those, that's some of those what you have to just, do. I mean, like, not 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 saying that's and that's not know, just Josh Allen. That's that's it's not. It's it's every NFL that's a, quarterback. That's a, every quarterback. That's it's Dak Prescott that. last year. Dak Prescott last year. That's we did why the same thing with him. I want. I wish there was a stat for wide receiver interceptions because sure. it's not always the quarterback's fault. If it goes through your hands, you're you're getting paid there top are, dollar. Maybe two. There are two on here that are on the wide receiver. Like I said, the one against the Giants in which it was intercepted. That was a, a defensive lineman that put his hands up. The ball gets batted in the air and he, he makes the intercept. Oh no, it's against the Bucks. I'm sorry. Against the Giants, he throws it to Dawson Knox, which is not a bad NFL decision. He he missed it by two inches, maybe. The ball gets tipped up. Defensive lineman makes it. That's it's not a bad decision. That's not. It's a turnover. Yes. Is it a bad decision by? No, it's not a bad decision. But yeah, it it's not. It's not just an, a Josh Allen problem whenever you look at it like that that 
it is sometimes the wide receiver's fault. It is sometimes just good decision, better defense. Yeah, sure. Like I said, and there's there's a few on here against the Commanders and against the Jaguars. It's third and long or whatever it is, and he throws it up to Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. I don't have an issue with that because it's a 50-50 ball and it's merely a punt because you're within the – or the opponent starts off within their own 10-yard line. Yeah, no issue punt. with that. An arm punt isn't, isn't bad all the time. No. It just hurts the stat line. Yeah. But, no, like I said, to answer the question, you know, he does in a sense if you want to look at the stats of it, but, no, he does not have a turnover problem whenever you break it down. All right. We move on to yep. will the Chiefs offense prevent them from repeating as Super, as Super Bowl champions? Absolutely. There's no question about it. I don't think it's their offense. I think it's their wide receivers. Well, part no, of the that's, offense. That's the as long as – I mean, in the whole, it's not yeah, the offense. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, for the, for the it, simple reason is that I can't say – it's the tight end. You have one of arguably the greatest tight ends oh, in history. Well, he Wayne fumbled Taylor, it in yeah. the red zone. So, I mean, Taylor kind of cost him. And also, never mind. What? And no. Okay, never mind. You can't say it's a tight end. Travis Kelsey's going to Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Their running game has arguably been the greatest it's been since Jamal Charles. Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco runs with the purpose, year. and we can we can see that. The duo of, Je- of Pacheco and McKinnon is real. Granted, McKinnon's out this week. With a groin he's injury, but Clyde Edwards is kind of making a silent comeback, and it's that's a, that's another yeah. thing. You have Clyde Edwards-Helaire as your third-string running back. Right. He's won a Super Bowl as the starting running back. He fell off, but he did. But he's but then Isaiah has been Isaiah has been Isaiah Pacheco is just different, man. He's that, just different. And, you know, but, and, but I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off. But that's also you know something to be talking about for another day. But it also shows that you really don't need to draft a running back in the first round. No, no, no. You know, Clyde was drafted 32nd, I think it was, and yeah. Isaiah was drafted in the seventh round. Yeah. Derrick Henry was drafted in the second, second round. And um, yeah. I just think that in order for the Chiefs to win out with their remaining schedule, Travis Kelsey's going to have to go for 100 yards and at least a touchdown every game. See, because I don't I have, have no minimum 70. Okay. Oh, See, I'll agree with that. But the problem is, is, what do teams do right now? They're doubling Travis and daring Marquez and you know Scanley or Canaries to beat them. a prime example of that? The Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. They held Jalen Ramsey I'm, and I'm, Xavier I'm Howard, up and, yeah. Jerome Good, Baker, yeah. triple coverage, yeah. double coverage, held Travis Kelsey to seven yards total on a game. You know how hard that shit is? And granted, they didn't. The Dolphins didn't get the outcome they wanted, but it clearly affected yeah, it the game. A, it was a defensive uh, picks or defensive return touchdown that changed the complexion of the game. Yeah, but so. regardless, yeah. Travis, if Travis Kelsey was included in that game, how he usually is against every other team, right. they would have won by twenty-one points. Right. So the key to stopping the Chiefs is stopping Travis Kelsey. Yep. I don't have faith in Kadarius Tony. No, no. I don't have faith in Marquez valdez no, Absolutely. I don't have faith in Pringle for his second He's tour. He's still there, damn. Yeah, but He's he awful. got traded back. Sky Moore. He's awful. Sky Moore. Like, I don't have faith in any of these 68 overall easy-ass cards to get in Madden Ultimate Team. 25-cent cards. I'm not fucking with that shit. <laughs> Even if you got Patrick teams. Mahomes. You got to give him at least another target because teams are figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Guess what you had the opportunity to do with the trade deadline? Get DeAndre Hopkins. Exactly. Exactly. Or somebody. Granted. You know, granted. They're, they're best Patrick Mahomes is a generational talent. I give it to him. Big fan sure. of Andy Reid. Always been a fan of Andy Reid. I think yeah. he's arguably one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah. Ever. So with that faith in Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and if they – if they include Travis Kelsey how he's supposed to, 
I think they can have a very successful season. Now, yeah. if Adam said 70, I said 100. If Travis Kelsey don't go for 70 to 100 and a touchdown every game, they don't have a chance to win out. I agree. I agree. They're sitting with three losses. They're tied. F- they're t- they're in a three-way tie right now for right. first in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Them, well, second. The Jags, second. Is it the him, the Jags, and the uh, Jags, Dolphins, Ravens? and the uh, Jags, Dolphins, no, the Dolphins and are the, four uh, right now. I think it's the Jags. The Jags, Chiefs, Raiders, and the, and the Chiefs. Not Ravens. the Raiders. I mean, not Raiders. Ravens. Ooh, the Ravens. 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 Man, they made a quick turnaround. Ravens. Jesus. But, uh, yeah, I just I just don't no see a recipe for success if they don't do that. Right. It's just crazy that his number one target behind Travis is Rishi Rice. Exactly, but he stepped up. But he has a he has a bad bad drop problem. Like even last week, I think he had like eighty five yards for in that touchdown. But there was a critical moment on third down and he dropped it. He probably caught hands. probably caught two balls and got the eighty five yards and just dropped the third one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like his best receiver is some guy right, that we right, didn't right. hear of. Half of the season half of the season is like the issue isn't the receivers you have, it's who you have. The fucking the Chiefs for for eight games in a row had eleven receivers active on the roster. Yeah. Wow. Now it's not like you don't have options; you don't have the right options. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes is going to Patrick Mahomes. He's going to scramble out the pocket, throw off his fucking left foot, diving out of bounds. Right. Bullshit. Well, he does. Well, but at the same time, if you don't have people to catch the ball and make a play, it don't really fucking matter. And that's that's concerning because. I mean, I've never never played a quarterback position, don't know exactly how they think, but if I'm a quarterback and I throw, you know, the ball to Kadarius Tony or MVS and they're just continuously dropping it, I'm not gonna throw it to you anymore. Exactly. You know, and like And I that said, brings up the Rashi Rice. That brings up the Sky yeah. Moore. Yeah. That brings up the Sky Moore, yeah. The the Pringle, even yeah. though he's his majority of his contribu- right. contribution to the team is returning punts. Because yep. since he's been back Everybody thought he was going to be the next version of Tyreek Hill once Tyreek left before he got traded to the Jets. Sure. Yeah. And now that he's back from the Jets, it's like, dude, you haven't even amounted to what you were beforehand when you were on the team. You're supposed to be oh, the Har- veteran receiver. Tom Harmon. Yeah, Miko Harmon. My yeah. bad, Miko yeah. Harmon. But since he got traded back from the Jets, it doesn't even fucking matter. Like you're not doing shit for this team. Travis Kelsey's the number one receiver. Pacheco and Mahomes are neck and neck for rushing yards. <laughs> yeah. Like. Right. It's just Andy Reid, I think I have faith in him that he's going to figure it out. But at the same time, you got to, if you're a Chiefs fan, you got to see that that's concerning. Marquez Valdez Scantley blowing a game. Sky Moore blowing a game with a drop. Rasheed Rice blowing a game with a drop. Right. It's just so over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you see these patterns, and it's like, how the hell are we going to make a run? for the Super Bowl in the most important part of the season if our receivers can't catch the fucking ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, to kind of go off your point, um, no question. I, I think it's the wide receivers that are, are the, the problem. Um, the Chiefs, as a wide receiver group, have 26 drop passes this season, which is, I think, either one, the fir- first, or tied for first in all the NFL. Um, before the Raiders game last week, the Chiefs, to Dave's point, was shut out in the second half of each of their last three games. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had four turnovers in the red zone, which is tied for the most in the NFL. This is not an Eric Bieniemy offense. And I don't think a lot of people understand that and give credit where credit is due. And, and you could tell because look at the success that Washington's having on offense. Yeah, and, and, and some people might say, well, you know, the record might not show that. But offensively, Sam Howell is looking like a franchise quarterback. And, and look at the and situation that the defense is in. They yeah. got rid of damn near every piece on exactly. defense. Like, I think Sam Howell le- leads in yards. Yeah. Passing so yards. He's averaging That's, fucking 300 yards a game. And it's like, a shame that Eric Bieniemy was not up for a head coaching job because – 
it's 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 I'll, I'll leave it at that. It's a shame. But like I said, this is not an Eric Bieniemy offense. This is a Matt Nagy offense who was fired in Chicago. Regardless, obviously it was because with he had Mitchell Trubisky and he didn't really have a true number one quarterback. I'm not a fan but of Matt Nagy. His offense in Chicago, regardless of them, even they made the playoffs back then, was not good. Okay, there are penalties. The penalties on the offensive linemen, um, in, in particular, uh, um, what's his name, Juwan. Um, the left tackle, Jawan, right uh, tackle. Can't think of his name. Is it Jawan Taylor? Taylor, yeah, yeah. The penalty. I think he has like 13, 14 penalties on here. Most year. penalized offensive yes. linemen in the league. Yes, the penalties, the bad turnovers. I mean, there's just for me, it's zero accountability. You know, you can you know, Patrick Mahomes can go up there all he wants and says, "Yes, I got to be better." I mean, yes, but you could throw for three hundred yards, yeah, three touchdowns, but you got three interceptions that amount to fucking you know, twenty-one points. Exactly. It's like it don't even fucking and you know matter. It's crazy. Last year, it was the offense making up for the defense. The defense for the Chiefs have been really good this year. They uh-huh. have. They have been making up so much for they've that no, for that no offense. Home. I think they, arguably they are better than the Super Bowl team defense. Mm-hmm. They had Tyron Matthew. Yeah. They had Blankenship. They had. Um, They're the reason they're nine and three. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I mean, just believe they're holding their own more than I expected them to, but yeah. the offense is slacking off more than I expected them no, to. No, absolutely. And, and, and kind of my last point is, it's there's no team that scared the Chiefs. You know, kind of last year, year prior, maybe even the year prior to that, we sat here and we said, man, the Chiefs are really good this year. I don't know who can stop them. You know, Patrick Mahomes has 14 playoff games at home, none on the road. Nobody's scared of them anymore. All you really have to do now, and like we, me and Dave had talked about, you double Travis, you triple him, and you dare somebody else to beat you. And so far, no one stepped up besides Pacheco. And that's a concern. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is it is quite insane how, how much of a turnaround that team has become when it comes to offense. Oh, absolutely. Picking up the slack to defense, picking up the slack. Yeah. I, I, I'm not kidding when I say that the the uh the defense is carrying them to nine and three. Oh, uh, that's yeah, not an understatement. Yeah. I just it's it's hard to trust receivers that you know have such a high drop rate and consistently try to throw to them, try to elevate their game, try to elevate your game as the quarterback. It's very very difficult because then you you lose faith and then you'll you'll right. start. It might not, it. it it might not be you know something you see every game, but Patrick's gonna back up. He's gonna drop back. He's gonna see guy kind of open. He said, "If I lead this guy like, real quick, this is a, this is a game time. This is a snap decision too." He's gonna say, "I can, I see this guy. If I lead him, that's a touchdown." And he might jerk a little bit because he's hesitant. He's like, "This guy's dropped the ball before in this situation." He might jerk. He might underthrow it. He might overthrow it. He's not going to make the same Patrick Mahomes-esque pass because of just the little things. Right. But now we move on to a would you rather. Hmm. So, Lawman. This is an interesting one this week. It's a very interesting one. So, this week it is CJ Stroud edition. Um, Didn't put the obvious ones. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Um Josh, Joe. Josh, yeah, Joe. I mean, right now, I, I didn't put the obvious ones, but there are ones on here that you can you, you can kind of go back and forth on. So the first one we have is, would you rather CJ Stroud or, this is when healthy too, Kyler Murray. CJ. CJ. Yeah, CJ. He's just so, he's shown me more in little amount of time without the excuses. Mm-hmm. 
No, like no. you got drafted to the Houston yeah. Texans, bro. <laughs> At least the Cardinals had somewhat of a foundation not, with not, Kingsbury and, and Kingsbury as the yeah. yeah. Not only did he get drafted to the Houston Texans, the Houston Texans were the rookie head coach as well. Right, yeah. right. And look, yeah. I, I think D'Amico is a great coach, but he's more of a de- he's more of a defensive coach. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, he was a linebacker. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I get that. But more defensive minded head coaches don't really have. I wouldn't say great offenses. Look, look at the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans have a defensive minded head coach. And just the look, Steelers, and I hate to bring it up, but they have a defensive head coach, and their offense really isn't that good. And it's just my thing with that is talking about the D'Amico. You brought in, you got a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. Three res- three receivers that aren't shit. I mean, Robert Woods was good for a year in Tennessee. <laughs> a if year. even, yeah. And maybe like CJ, half a year. CJ before. has put all three of his receivers on the map. Exactly. Half a year in who is, L.A. Who before is he tore his Nico ACL. Who is Nico who is Collins? Who is Nico Collins? Who's Tank Dell? Who's Noah Brown? Tank Dell. Tank Dell. Now, let me tell you about Tank Dell. He was, he was a good pick. University of Houston, mm-hmm. bro. Wanted to stay home. And fucking CJ told them that to CJ draft told them him. to draft Tank Dell. They did, and you know what else he told me? He told me to draft Tank Dell in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, I on your bench half the time though. Yeah, well, I put him uh, in the starting lineup this week. There you go. Of course, of course. When he plays me, he puts the, the <laughs> he puts him in the starting lineup. <laughs> no, no, Houston has Houston has Did young pieces all around, right. and yeah. they're making it successful. So yeah. I'd have to go with CJ. No, I agree. Um, CJ Stroud or Justin Herbert? This is tough. I'm uh, on Herbie. I Herbie I all day. Think, I, I just I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Herbert just because I haven't seen what? I haven't Herbert? seen a, oh man I haven't seen Hell, it's frozen a, over I haven't seen enough of C, I haven't even seen a year of CJ Stroud. Nah, that's fair. No, I get it. So, I get it. I mean I Herbert it. he ain't a me, he ain't amount to shit either. But you, you, when you start that sentence, how about you start with the defense first, and then, then you can talk about Justin Herbert? Or line, or play calling. Yeah, yeah. We've we done we've done we've done this before. It's we, always it's, something. It's, bro. The, it's the reality. So I mean, always no, it's 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 the reality. It's the facts. You just don't want to hear. Always something. So okay. this is this is tough for me because I'm a big Justin Herbert advocate, but I'm also now becoming a very very big yeah. CJ Stroud advocate. Sure. I think. I think given a better situation, Justin, but given the current situation, I like CJ. So if yeah, I could, fuck you, I'm flipping. I'm going CJ. You can't if flip I, your no. You can't flip your final. That's could, not how you do it. That's not how we do this. If I could put Justin in in this. a better situation, I'm taking Justin. I'm taking Justin, even if he wasn't a bad situation. Give, give me Justin all day. Give me CJ. You said Justin. Shut up. CJ Stroud or Tua Tungavailoa. Tua. CJ, it's not for the CJ how, Stroud. bro. You seen CJ him Stroud. for half a year. Give me, give me CJ Stroud. You seen it for half a I've year. I've seen before. CJ Stroud do more in his first year than I've seen Tua do in the course of his entire career. Don't give how? me that. How? Don't give me that. How? Don't give how? me that. He don't have a better record. He don't have better stats. And, and Dude, we almost made it an hour. Are we really? Yeah, we, oh, I'm saying we almost made it an hour before you two started bickering. Well, well, I thought we were going to talk about Josh Allen. That is so biased, bro. That is so biased. In the clutchest moments throughout the entire season, CJ Stroud. Clutch? It's halfway through his first year. CJ Stroud put his team in a position to win, and he's one game. Games, big games. I have not seen that from Tua throughout that the course of his so entire crazy, career. Bro. That is so crazy. A minute and third left. A that's rookie quarterback insane, behind bro. a bad offensive line. Let's see. Let's see if he can actually lead his team to victory. Oh, that he did. Insane. How about that? I haven't they seen have that from Tua. The high, they have one of the highest paid offensive linemen on their team. Who? Uh, who? Who? Who's that? Um. Uh, the, 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 the pot, the pot man. The bot, yeah. <laughs> the pot man. Larry Tunsil? Larry Tunsil, yeah. yeah. Is he even playing? Yes. He wasn't playing at the beginning of the season. Look what CJ was doing back then. 
I've seen more from CJ Stroud over the course of his rookie season than I've seen over Tua's. That is insane. Your, no, it's not. That is insane, it's bro. It's that is not. insane. Tua didn't even it's play not. his first year. Like, oh. Hey, that's CJ already got that up on him. How about that? Because he had a head coach who believed in him. Oh, here we go. Here we go. See Brian Flores did not go. want Tua. Dude, here I can't go. believe we've made it like what 13, 14 episodes out here in Brian Flores' name. Oh, man, fuck him. No, nah, give me CJ. If, if that is insane, if, 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 if bro. I'm if if you said, hey Tyler, you're starting a franchise today. You need you, and this is your quarterback. Tua Tonga Vailoa or CJ Stroud? It's no question to CJ every single time. That is it's wild, not even close. bro. That is C- wild. <laughs> Arguably leads first in all the there QB comparisons. Stats. There we go. We don't want to. We don't want to look at it. Play. Well, he we don't, don't have the a stats, future so. yet. We, we don't know what he did with his first year. We don't know what CJ Stroud did with his first year. So we can only go off stats. Hey, hey, CJ Stroud's not even. Over his first year. The stats. Hey, the stats say this. The stats say that. But when we look so at CJ, so what did CJ Stroud say? His team's not even done with the better. whole season. Who? CJ Stroud has not played a whole and season. I've seen in the more NFL from yet. him through the first 10, 11 games. And I've seen through two. You know, it's not. It's insane. It's not. Saying what? It's what, not. What is the Houston Texans record? What, six and four? Got you. Are they? Oh, making, hey, wait, wait, are they making the playoffs? Wait, wait, wait. This is the this, this is CJ's what? Wild card. Third? Got you. This who, is, who would they play in a wild card? Wait, hypothetically. Wait, this is CJ's third or four? no? It's rookie. Oh, got Depends. you. I got, behind behind a bad offensive line with the rookie head probably. coach, and we're gonna sit there and we're gonna say no. Don't don't give me that. Tua, don't Tua give me that. Was out half the year and brought his team to the playoffs. Still, who went when? Last year. Oh, okay. All right. Here, Last okay. year. What can you talking can about? You, can you give me the teams that he's beaten on, on the on the on the way to that? I've seen I've seen C.J. Stroud beat more two at least two really good teams in terms of uh, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals who mm-hmm. were about five hundred when they played them. They were playing much better and they went on the road and beat them. Not to mention the Jacksonville Jaguars who are second in the AFC right now. Um, how many teams above five hundred? Two would be hey, what, what teams did they lose to? I can't give you that off the top of my head. I, I know you. that. That is not. They're six and five. When you say that, they're six and five. They're halfway through his first season. How can you even amount to a player who's been in there three, four Dave, years doing? When you it evaluate CJ Stroud and Tua Tagovailoa over the course of their career, CJ Stroud for the first eleven games, it is maybe I don't know. Is it ten or eleven? I don't know. Has done more. And I, you, you can sit there and say about the record, but when you evaluate how they have played on the field, he looks more comfortable than Tua has looked throughout the, tour, the course of his entire career. I don't, I don't want to hear the whole coaching this, coaching that. Because guess what C.J. Stroud has? A defensive-minded head coach. Guess what Brian Flores was? A defensive-minded head coach. One player can elevate his, play, his level of play and actually get his team to a 500, a 500 record, but your quarterback couldn't, but we blame the head coach. Let's stop doing that. C.J. Stroud is a dog, and I'd much rather C.J. Stroud over Tua Tungavailoa any, any day of the week. That's crazy. It's not. It's really it's not. It's really insane. It's really not. Though. It's really insane it's because he led his team to it's a six not. and five record, not. not even done with his first year. It's not. Don't even know how he's going to finish. Because when year. you evaluate the uh, Tua's, whatever, whether it was the first year, or the second year, he had Brian Flores as head coach, a defensive minded head coach. Well, Brian Flores didn't want Tua talking about low. Okay, whatever. Let's look at C.J. Stroud. He has C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryan. What's D'Amico Ryan? A defensive minded head coach. Guess what? One quarterback can do, the other one can't. C.J. Stroud actually elevates his teammates where Tua couldn't do that with a, with a, a defensive minded head coach. So what? What are we talking about here? Nobody what are has we talking film about? on them. There we go. Woo! Nobody has film on that. You it's have a, been there a whole rookie it's team. It's weeks. What you do don't you know how to film. film? Exactly. Film? Okay, so it's what eleven weeks. About? So when we when we come back at this about? at the end of the year and the Texans still have a worse record than the Dolphins, then we can talk. Oh, okay. So then but, we can talk. But, but because but, Tua but, is but, the but, better. Are, are we gonna blame that on CJ Stroud? Are we gonna? Oh, oh, well, 
I mean, if CJ Stroud's playing at a I high mean, level, I don't know. The narrative always changes. It's with not you. a narrative. It's the fact. It always changes this is with a, you. This is always, no, it's not, Dave. It's yes, the fact. Yes, it does. It's the problem because with it's, you. Because you look at it as a narrative. It's the fact. I'm no, giving, it's not a fact. Cause, 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 because no, they're six you're, and five. You're, you're coming from an unbiased situation. Okay, you so come how about, from an unbiased So how about, how about, how about, they played 11 games, right? The Texans, the Texans played 11 games, right? Sure. So evaluate Tua. Through these eleven games, evaluate CJ through the eleven games. CJ's played much better against against better competition. Yeah, what did it amount to? See, okay. a worse record. Tua, right? Tua has played okay, against. Thank you. Oh, no, 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 and no, no, that's no, no, all that that's matters not, in this league point. is to get to that's the Super Bowl. That's a terrible point, by the way. How, how, how you many, can't get to the Super Bowl. You're not even first in your goddamn teams? division. How many teams? He can't be first in his goddamn division. How many teams has Tua played that have a above five hundred record? Was that the Eagles? The at the time, the Bills, and who else? So no, they, no, 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 no. Answer the question. Answer so the question. Answer they, the question. They evaluate you getting to the Super Bowl no. and how many teams no, 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 you no, no, beat. No, 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 no. Answer the question. So how many teams 500? has Tua played over the course of it this season? Matter. No, it does. Because if you want to look at this matter. season, I can give you it the facts. It doesn't matter. So just answer the You're question. You're saying who would you rather no, to start I, a franchise? CJ Stroud or Tua Tagovailoa? CJ Stroud doesn't even have a whole resume yet. Answer the question. Answer the question. No. How many teams has Tua played this year that have above 500 record? Please answer. How many seasons has CJ Stroud played? Please answer. No, no, no. We're looking at this season. No, no, no. We're looking at franchise. No, you said this season. You said yes, franchise I'm still, quarterback. I'm still taking CJ. You said so, franchise quarterback. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't go away from what I'm trying to ask you right here. I'm still taking CJ I'm no not, matter what. Bro, I'm not answering Answer, nothing because all you're Adam, doing is just arguing Adam, no, because no, no, no. you're biased. No, I'm not biased. I'm you are biased. Facts. You're Adam, biased. Adam, it's, it's the Bills, the Eagles, and who else have they played? The Chiefs. I'm sorry. I've seen CJ Stroud at the time, and like I said, they were a, a, a above 500 team. They were hot. Mm-hmm. The Bengals mm-hmm. went on the road and beat them. Right. He played the Jaguars. Right. Went on the road. Also lost and five beat games. Them. He beat them. And lost what? five games. This? What are you talking about? He beat 500. He beat two teams above 500. And Tua hasn't done that all season. But we want to say that. Because, because stats, this, and stats, that. That's two is better than CJ. No, it's a whole that's, that's, season that's, that's of a film. terrible argument. When the whole that's NFL a terrible has a whole argument. season of film on CJ Stroud next year, you know that too. he would not be as successful. You know he's a, that's I made that point earlier in the episode, and I'm going to stand on it. I have nothing left to say. You know that's a bad argument. That's fine. Thank you. That's, that, I don't know what you're thinking, but that's a horrible argument. He's just argument. so hurt behind that's, being that, that's biased. That's a horrible argument. But hurt. That's a horrible argument. It's not really biased, though. It's a fact. It is biased. No, it's not. It's it a fact. It's 100% if, biased. If you want to go biased versus facts, you get, you're more unbiased than I give you the actual context and the facts of it. So that's that's the difference between There's you and me. There's no that, facts. Everything no, you just is. said was it no is. facts. No, it is a fact. Because at the end of the day, he still has a worse record. CJ, in his first CJ year. has beaten more teams above 500 this year than Tua has this year. That's a fact. Okay, and what did it amount to? Him having one more loss. CJ being CJ being playing better CJ than Tua. CJ being worse. CJ playing better CJ than Tua. CJ being on the worst oh, team. No. He's playing better than Tua. I'm not talking he's about the, the team. team. I'm not talking about the team. Franchise I'm talking about CJ versus Tua. Right? I'm talking about CJ versus Tua. I'm going to game to watch the quarterback. I'm the quarterback going to win the game 100% every time. The quarterback going to win the game. Head to head. So I'm going to the game to watch the quarterback. Tua has not been a team above 500. quarterback is responsible for the team's performance. Shut up with that BS. You know that's a terrible argument. It's, to, it's responsible for the team's performance. The team's Stop performance that. is worse. That's a horrible so argument. To attack Valo is better than CJ Stroud, Stroud, and we don't even better. have a whole is better year in of his film rookie season on T- than Tua has been T- over the course of his career. You know that, and you don't want to admit that. Not even close. You don't want to admit close. That's that's your fault. He needs to at least make a playoff run. What? What playoff run does Tua made? Oh my! Tua played half the season and prepared his team to the playoffs. Did he play last year? Because Tua didn't play and they lost in the first round. That's not a playoff run. A playoff run. And what have the Texans amounted to? The Texans have amounted to a worse record. 
A worse record. Everything you're saying is invalid. How is it not? No. You want to sit there and you want to talk about the playoffs. He, Tua hasn't made a playoff run. We have to judge. We have to judge CJ Stroud off of eleven games. He has not made a playoff run. Stop that. CJ Stroud has played eleven games, so we have to judge him off of eleven games. So not hypothetically how good he's going to be. His first year, nobody has film on him. Nobody has film on his coach. Nobody has film on the other. Eleven weeks of film. Eleven weeks of film. Yes, you can. You can't adapt to him in eleven weeks. No. Shut up. No. God, you're just terrible. so biased. That's it's not, unbelievable. Anyone just do not give props any, to anything, any, anything, bro. Anything you, if you were to anything. ask anybody, it would be CJ Stroud all day. Anything. Go ahead, Adam. I mean, if he did, he'd have the better record, but that's a... Hmm. Like, hmm. Doubtful. Take me, I'll get, take CJ Stroud every day. Go go ahead, Adam. Gosh. Oh. That was crazy. <sighs> a, little, a little heated right there. I'm not heated. I'm just telling the truth. No, no I, I am too. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Both of you are very God, heated. Damn. You can't you can't escape that with both of y'all. Both of y'all got mad equally. Uh okay. Both of them if I'm starting a franchise tomorrow and you said you have your choice. Rookie quarterback CJ Stroud. I won't call him a veteran yet because he hasn't been in the league that long to be considered a veteran. I think you gotta be a vet when you get your second contract. I think that's when you get the vet title. I don't know if it's time in the league or if it's if you want to consider it that. I'm looking at how productive do I want my team to be, correct? Correct? I mean, yeah, if you Kay. get enough franchise quarterback. Okay, so I'm looking at, if I have to look at both of them from face value, not looking at stats, just looking at how, how they propel their team to be in the, winning, in the winning ways. I'm looking at C.J. Stroud as a very, very young quarterback that I can get off of a rookie contract for as long as possible and say, this guy can lead me places if I build around him good. Also, I'm looking at Tua. I'm saying Tua has led his very well-built franchise around him to be successful in games where they need to be successful. So what I'm saying here is is that if I look at both of them from face value, I'm saying CJ, CJ can lead my team from being a rookie, and I'm looking at Tua saying he can lead my team when I build around him and his attributes and his qualities. But if I had to pick one quarterback out of the two to lead my team, if I can just build, if I could build a good team around either of them, I'm probably picking Tua just solely off the fact that I know that Tua will succeed in a good franchise. That's what he's proven. Thank you. That's just what I was trying to say. Yeah, when you That's put good players around him. Yeah, uh, yeah, because CJ Stroud has the greatest players surrounding him, and he's. Whew, I mean, well, that's Tank, what I'm saying. Tank Dell, Nico Collins. I mean, compared to, to, to compared to Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, they're damn, all I mean, rookies. That's, that's crazy, man. That's, that's, that's crazy. Jalen Waddle was drafted to the Dolphins. Crazy, by the way. Drafted to the Dolphins. We made a play for Tyreek Hill. So if the if the Texans make a play for somebody else, then would you rather CJ Stroud or no? Because I give you the facts but you don't want to listen to it it goes in one you don't ear either. Out the other. that's, you don't that's fine that's fine you don't either i listen but they're all no wrong. you don't listen yeah, I, know, at I do all, absolutely you i do don't listen I, 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 I rebuttal with you facts, just be that's talking fine. that's fine though um cj stroud or trevor lawrence trevor lawrence trevor yeah okay uh cj stroud or brock purdy cj cj stroud brock purdy uh cj stroud or jared goff jared goff cj uh, cj yeah cj stroud or dak prescott CJ. Hmm. Dak CJ. Prescott. Oh, CJ. Last one, and this is what. Yeah. 
CJ Stroud or Russell Wilson? CJ Stroud. That's that's tough because Russell, Russell Wilson, he just don't got he, it, bro. Like, he, I, I would agree with you if we were talking it. the first seven games of the season. If we're talking the last five, I'd be like, okay, this is who the Broncos signed up for as quarterback. But it's over with, bro. Like, yeah, I, I just – I don't see – I think they're more white hot than red hot. So, I'll, I'll sure. go CJ on this. All right. Yeah, I think I'll go CJ. No. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'll go CJ too. It's tough because it you, is tough. You look at the last five games Russell's had. He's had Russell Wilson s games. I agree. He's he's doing it more on the ground as well. So he's not only being clutch in the air. He's, he's also he's, he's, being able to move on the ground. Yeah, he's starting to play like Russell and uh. This is who they Seattle. signed. This yeah. is who the Broncos said. This is who they thought they were getting. Yeah. Instead of barely having enough well, touchdown passes, you know. compared to his bathrooms in his house. Did you see that by the way last year? What dude has like 14, 15 bathrooms in his house. And someone was comparing how many touchdown passes he would have. He's like, he's like, like nine last year. He's like, welcome point. this week to. Does Russell Wilson have more bathrooms in his house than passing touchdowns? <laughs> and he did it for like from week ten to right. week seventeen, and he, I think he just beat it last season. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, and that's. Would you rather CJ Stroud just addition? I got a lot heated, <laughs> a lot more heated than I except ante- anticipated for. But now we move on. To some basketball, is it time for the Warriors to move on from Clay Thompson? No, I think Clay Thompson is going to be a Warrior for life. I think he should. Through all eleven seasons, Clay averages nineteen point seven points, three point five rebounds, two point three assists. Last year, it was twenty one point nine points, four point one rebounds, two point four assists. So far this year, it's fifteen point seven, three point seven, two point three. Now the assists and rebounds, it's eerily similar. Now, I think as the season progresses, people are going to – I don't want to say they're going to forget about Clay, but they're not going to have a game plan for Clay because right now the Warriors aren't using him as much as they should. So I think it's easy for Steph to annihilate that, that process and get Clay more involved in the game scoring-wise because, like I said, the rebounds and assists, eerily the same. doesn't take too much more to you know increase that. Um, he's not that far off. I was um, already here. Are you saying that they should look in the trade? No, uh, he's no. Saying, okay. Saying I think they just keep him until he retires. Um, okay. he. I would say he lost a step after his Achilles injury, but yeah. it hasn't been too bad. Sure. Like as we seen last year. Um, <clears throat> other than that, I mean, I don't see a player that could be on the market that's much better than Klay Thompson at his position, knowing the yeah, system, yeah. being there 11 years. I don't see what value you get out of trading him away, like, to match his potential. Is, that's I what th- I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, I, don't, I don't think there's a player they were getting that to be worth pool. it. I think when you have Klay Thompson, you expect you expect Stephen Klay to be who Stephen Klay should be. Instead, this season, you have more Steph and Wiggins. Steph and Wiggins, and Wiggins is barely doing much. You got Steph basically having Gary Payton's hurt. You have you have Steph carrying the team basically. Yeah. But I mean, is it time to move away from Clay? I think if if you do, it's just gonna he's not gonna fit anywhere else besides Golden State. It's gonna look and in the face value is gonna look pretty weird. It's gonna be like Shaq in a Celtics uniform. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, the only thing I can see. The Bulls are in shambles right now. Maybe you get Zach Levine. Maybe you get Demar Derozan. I mean, I just that's I don't the only you, people. But do you I think, get that? Do, is this is, is his trade value? 
I don't oh, think it's that caliber. I mean, those probably, caliber players probably give Clay and then give somebody off the bench or something. I don't. I don't think or something. Isn't Wiseman still on the team or they got traded? James Wiseman. I think he's still on the team. I think he's on the bench. I just don't know. His his value has dropped so since just, the beginning of the season. I think he's a warrior for life, just for the sole fit that he don't fit nowhere and yeah. The Warriors can't trade Klay Thompson. Like well, it's not Kevin Durant. I think, I think it's that play for the Warriors too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Maybe so I think he's just gonna retire a Warrior. Yeah. Maybe two, three and years, you, something you, like that. And you said no to trading him, or you said yes? You said no. No, I'm talking about you. Me, I say, if you do, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna get what you. You're not gonna be able to replace what he could be production-wise on the court. Yeah. Okay. So even if they do, they're not getting the the right. So at that point, right. you should just not do it at all. So throughout the course of his career, I would say that, you know, it's probably one of the best, not not the best, but obviously one of the more respected three-point shooters of all time. In the case of this year, this hasn't been the same Klay Thompson as we've, we've seen. This isn't 2017 Klay Thompson. Um, Klay Thompson right now is averaging nearly 13 points a game, shooting 33% from the three-point three point range. Klay hasn't averaged below 15 since his rookie season. He's struggled mightily this year with separation, with getting clean looks. He's just forcing way too many shots, and it doesn't look like he's comfortable without Steph. And I think that was a big thing for me is I watched a little bit of the game the other night. I don't think it was the other night. Whenever Draymond's suspension started, um, it was without Draymond, without Steph. It was basically Clay and Andrew. And Clay just – and it's not just that game. It's throughout the course of the, the entire season. He just hasn't looked the same. Um, I agree with you in the sense of I don't think you're going to get you're, – you're probably not going to get the trade value that you want out of a, a Clay Thompson just because of his age coming off the, the ACL and the Achilles injury. Not compared to what you would have gotten if you would have traded yeah, him two years but, ago. But then the thing is, is he, hasn't just, he hasn't looked the same. He's hurting the team more than he's helping. Um, I understand the legacy of Klay Thompson. And yeah, you that, can't just sit him. Yeah, you, you can. He can't come off the bench because he's, you know, he nearly, you know, plays 30, 35 um, minutes a game kind of thing. So I just, I think that there's a little bit more that you can get out of him. I just think that a lot of his confidence and a lot of the Klay Thompson we knew was gone. And I, that's kind of why I say they should trade him. I don't know what they would get for him, but it wouldn't hurt looking into all right. Well, with that being said, we move on to who are who are the most underrated NBA teams in both the West and the East. Mm. All right. So, mm. I think for the East, I think it's the Indiana Pacers. Yep. Um, yep. Coming into the season, the nobody East, okay. fucking thought that the Pacers were going to be any type of a threat. Um, what Tyrese Halliburton is doing right now is at an elite level, you know, possibly could join the 90, 50, 40 club. And it's not like they're world burners. They're, they're eight and nine. I mean, nine it's and just, eight right now, but the, it's the, the Pacers, this, this is the Pacers. Tyrese the Pacers don't yeah. have, they don't have a, you know, dominant scoring system. They just know how to play basketball. Oh yeah. That's the thing is they, they know how to get the right shot. They know how to pass to the right person. They know how to run plays. They know how to run picks. They play very clean basketball. And that's what I think is going to propel them to the later parts of the season. And what you said they are right now, like nine and eight. Nine and eight. Yeah. So I just think that 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 number in wins is going to increase just because they know how to play basketball. Yeah, I said that the record probably doesn't indicate how they've been playing over the course of the season, but still a young team and still a good team. Um and for the West, I have the OKC Thunder. Uh, oh why? Why is that? Shy for for for, SGA. for for recent. I'm for, just kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't no, 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 no. Shy Gilchrist. I'm gonna start with him. Uh, SGA. 
was the backup to Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook, his last couple years. He's going to done worse than Russell. Um, Fuck Russ. And he just shown no that he could. is, he belongs in that conversation for elite point guards. I agree. He I belongs agree. in that conversation for all stars. And what he did off the bench and just sitting behind Russell Westbrook for a year and a half, he learned how to play the point guard position. Granted, him and Russell Westbrook aren't the same player. He's not driving to the goal every time, but he makes great basketball decisions. You got the upcoming Chet. Probably candidate for rookie of the year, maybe. Who? Chet? Chet? Yeah, so you got Chet probably for can- candidate of rookie yeah. of the year. Well, wasn't he hurt? I thought he was hurt last year. I thought it, I thought or is, is this a rookie season? He 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 can he can make it this this year. I don't think he played season. at all last year. I thought he was hurt, but maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. That's if, he was, Gonzaga, if he, was, huh? he was out. Of, that was one out of Gonzaga. Yeah, if so. he was hurt last so. year for the majority of the year, I think he can he can make this. Okay. Year I think it's like a certain amount of games or some shit. You got to be That's out. So stupid. They, they do it in the MLB too. Um, I think we're gonna have the same East, by the way. Me and you. But I'll let you. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I when when you hear mine, you might, you might, you might second, you might take it. Not double take. Um, uh, second take. Uh, so the East, I have the Miami Heat. Never mind. Okay. Uh, so right. I, and I know where this is going because they they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, I believe, and they went to Game Seven. If I'm if I'm correct. On paper, it looks like they're one of the best teams in the East. This year, they're currently the fifth seed right now but they haven't been fully healthy um hero Jimmy didn't play last game no he, and a hero has missed 13 of 19 or 14 of 19 games bam's been in and out of the lineup um one positive i will take out of those injuries is that bam is finally looking like the dominant force that he should be he's the fucking leading scorer on the team yes um Wait, it's crazy. Night, i need, he's, hit, I need he's, eight <clears throat> rebounds from that man he only gave me that's four. it okay well uh he's averaging nearly 22 points a game 10 rebounds four assists a block and a steal we are finally seeing that aggressive style that Bam Adebayo <laughs> was supposed to be playing with. He's been very conservative and very just not the player that I thought he was over the course of the last few years. And I don't know if that's because of, you know, not being the, the number one, not being the one that's, you know, looked at as the best on the team. That's because of Jimmy. I don't really know. But once they, they get back healthy, this team, like I said, at the, at the, the five seed right now, will 100% compete for the Eastern Conference. Now, will they beat the Bucks? It's debatable. But we'll see. In the West, and I, I agree with Davis, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, SGA is, 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 is playing out of his mind. Um, Chet is, is, you know, could be up for MVP, not MVP, um, Rookie of the Year. Um, and I think that this team with the, cap, the draft capital that they have coming up, um, when they traded away Paul George, when they traded away Russell Westbrook, um, this this team is built for the future, um, and I I think that this team can win. Not not right now. I think they're still a little young, but they can win. You know, going forward, offensively they're notching at least 115. Uh, they they a rating of 115.2, which is seven and seventh in the NBA. Um, and they're truly I feel I feel like one of the best shooting um, teams in the league from the per- uh, percentage wise, uh, efficiency and offensively, defensively they check all the boxes. Uh, they're third in the NBA in field goal efficiency at 49 to 5%, and second in three-point percentage at 39.3. And I think that the volume and the 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 level of reaching your full potential hasn't been there yet. And I think once they get a little more equated with the offensive pieces they have around it and the, the rookies and all of those d- different types of things, they're going to be just fine. All right. Now, last year, I said Dark Horse Candidate. 
was the uh, Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Correct? Sure. Mm-hmm. And y'all looked at me a little funny. And then it happened. And I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, how did I do it? This year, I'm not pulling. How far some, did they go last year? I think they made it to the first round. I think I don't think they made it very far. Okay. But they didn't make it. Uh, that, that was, oh, I know that. So I'm not pulling something like that on my ass again this year. Yeah, there just, you go. Just letting y'all know that. But surprising team in the East. Uh, hold up. And it ain't yours. And it ain't his. Next. Is this team that's 14 and 6 right now in the Orlando Magic. Get the oh my god, bro! They are not going to be able to finish. No, I, I don't think they will either. What's his name? Suggs is going to get hurt. Jalen Suggs, Suggs. Jalen Suggs, Franz, Franz Wagner, Wagner, Pablo Branchero. Yeah. They're they're. Mm. See, no, like, I, I I am a, I'm very high on Pablo Branchero. I, I am too, I but am. I mean, but not when to make com- the fucking when it, no. We're not on the next topic. They're going to fumble. But if we're talking right now, the one of the more underrated teams. To be second in the in the entire East, kind of odd, okay? Kind of strange. And Pablo's kind of been playing out of his mind. Okay. I got him going for 20 points a night. He hits it every night. But, but it's not yeah. good enough to be underrated to make a threat. Like they're going to fall off they, hard. If, so. they can, if they can yeah. realize what they're doing and make it consistent, I'm not saying they're going to be crazy in the postseason, but... Just look out for him. And then in the East, I mean, it's, it's no, it's a no-brainer. Obviously, the OKC Thunder. Like, yeah. are we in the West? I mean, sure, you can look at the, the, the leader in the West and be like, how the fuck are the Timberwolves right now the number one team in the West? Don't even I get saw, me started yeah, on that shit. The motherfuckers got five big men playing the starting five. I'm not doing that shit. They're going to rip their jerseys off whenever they win one game in the first round next year? Yeah. Next time Draymond chokes out Rudy Gobert, he needs to hold it tighter so he can choke his ass out. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I, already, I already have to. Now, go ahead. So, yeah, I'm not even going to speak on being on the T-Wolves and how – how they're doing with their oh yeah 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 with their success. If we're talking, if we if I if you told me I had to pick one of the two teams that are gonna fall off by the end of the season, I'm picking the T Wolves over the, the Magic. I agree. But yeah, SGA dog 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 could be in the MVP conversation. Could we'll could see. be. We'll see. But I think just like you said, the draft capital they have, the draft capital they have. They're going to be a dominant force in the West for the next two, three seasons. Easily. Very, very easily. So, I think I think we basically all had them being, you know, just the top team. Or the most underrated team in the NBA. And they're fun to watch. They are. They are very, very fun to watch. But I think... The Kings do make it. I'm we'll still, I'm still high on the Kings. I think Sabonis wins an award this year. We'll see. I don't know what award Sabonis is possibly up for, but I think he wins something. But now we move on to our early NBA Finals predictions. Now, do we want to do this real quick? Do yeah, we want to kind yeah. of elaborate? Can I just go through mine so I don't hear no argument? <laughs> yeah, my, my, I don't want to argue either. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll just. Okay. Give me, give me East, West, or West, East doesn't matter. And then I got East, West, and how many games they take it in. And then just maybe, maybe one or two sentences on why you think that, and then we'll move to the next person. Well, last year my underrated team was the Boston Celtics. I really wanted them to make it. Um, I think this year, 
even though they got rid of Marcus Smart, I, it just mm. feels like more of a complete team. Now, okay. Jalen Brown is the key to this. Yeah. Jalen Brown has to keep up his play through the postseason and not right. disappear like he did last year. And Jason Tatum, you know, you're doing what you can at the point guard position, you know, averaging 25-plus points a game, um, like fucking like seven assists and like 11 rebounds. Like, granted, you're a lanky-ass fucking point guard. So I'm, I'm okay with that stat line. You might blow my parlay some nights, but I'm okay with that stat yeah, line. So I got the – I got the – one of the arguably one of the oldest rivalries <laughs> in NBA history. Oh my! I got the Boston Celtics you know at what? the Los Angeles you Lakers for the NBA Finals you know prediction. But listen, you're gonna like this part. You're gonna like this part. I'm sure I won't. The Lakers taking a six. Why would we like that part? <laughs> you had <laughs> me on your side. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm, I'm 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 gonna leave it at this. That's so delusional. Okay. Um, you had me on your side too. I feel betrayed. <laughs> That's ridiculous. that's my that's my early NBA Finals prediction. Like way that. too close, to, way like too early to tell because the, the there's a, we're only like what like 21 games into the season, something like that. That's, that's also banking on that Anthony Davis plays more than 65 games. Over under Anthony Davis 54 under. games. Mm-hmm. I hate. I don't know about that. Dude, I hate over unders because it's always like I'm always like oh it's gonna be a little higher so I'm gonna go under and then it's like 54. I'm like, oh well. Damn. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, I got the Bucks versus the Suns. Bucks, I think it's pretty. That would be you know, a fun finals to watch. It's a rematch um, of I think it was last year. No, year before. Year sorry. before in the um, conference, right? No, yeah. Yeah. no, it was, it was NBA finals. It was in finals. Yeah, because because uh, CP3 cause, couldn't score a goddamn point. Yeah, because uh, they went because <laughs> the Suns went up two zero and lost on the next four. Yeah. Um, so nothing much more to say about that. I mean, Middleton, Giannis, um, Dame Dollar. The addition. Th- this is what scares me about the Suns. The addition of Bradley Beal hasn't affected them yet. Yeah. So, like, when it starts taking effect on well, the team and starts propelling the team, that's why I can see the Suns I mean, being well, successful. I mean, you got to think, too. I mean, Bradley Bill was playing up in D.C. They didn't really have much incentive because they weren't really that good. Now he has incentive to play with arguably one of the best three-point shooters of – not. I mean, now, in the league. Could, if he can hold up that same Devin stat Booker. line. Yeah, and I think Devin Booker's going to play a lot more one because the CP3 is gone. So, I think that's where he's best at with Bill at the two. Obviously, with KD at the three, I think the only thing that concerns me is the defense and the bench. I don't think they really have much. Um, I don't know if Aiden's still there. No, didn't he get traded to like Detroit or something like that? DeAndre Aiden was involved in a three-team, three-team trade. Three-team trade, yeah. yeah he's, uh, didn't he go to Detroit? No, he went to Portland. Is it? Okay. DeAndre Aiden I, okay. was in a Portland trade. Um, so, I, I, we'll, we'll see what happens, but on paper, I would go Bucks and Suns. And I would, I would go, bless, bless you, you uh, Bucks and Six. All right. Going Bucks and Nuggets. Give me Nuggets and seven. I hate how much of a fan of the Nuggets you are. Like I hate. They're them. good. I'd I'm rather you say the Mavericks. I'm sorry. That's yes, just they're good. And, and Nugs repeat. Actually, no. Yeah, Nugs repeat seven. It's gonna I just be one. I think they're good enough to repeat. You yeah. say that until they show up right. and Jokic drops Jokic. a triple double. <laughs> Jokic drops and goes shit from behind his head in the parking lot. I got to go back to Buck Horse. I think the connection between Dame and Giannis is starting to fire up right now, and it's only going to get worse throughout the season. They're going to destroy the East, and then the Nuggets are just going to do Nugget things and just know how to play in the postseason and win in the postseason. Yep. If that is, I don't know, but that would be a battle of the big men. Mm-hmm. We'll see. As it's As it's been. For the MVP race, but that's a that's the thing, bro. That's what the NBA wants now is a big men's big man who I mean, can you look handle at the five. Shoot, you see in five last MVPs, it's been like two to Giannis, two to uh, two to Embiid, one to Jokic, one to Jokic, yep. 
Like the last five big, years has been centers. The big men who can run the one, bro. That's what the NBA loves now. And bro, we might not be the greatest country in basketball in a minute. Like yeah, we're seeing this, like all these foreign players come across Wimby, Jokic, Embiid, uh, Giannis. Like we're seeing all these foreign players come in here and just dominate the our game. Like this is right. our game. <laughs> And so, like, our game, that's their game. Man, it's, it's, no, man, this is America's no, game, I know, too. But we, we ain't playing the game. No. We just watch. Bro. No, definitely. We're not, we're not but playing the game. It's just they're taking over, bro. So, I mean, that's something the NBA has got to get used to. Is I'm going to call it the foreign player exchange. That's <laughs> okay. what I'm going to call it. And they're, they're just dominant. They're way better than us. That's just all I got to say. See, you say that, but they're they're better but they're further apart. They don't have the teammates. So, yeah, so they're better in the NBA and worse in the Olympics. <laughs> yes, because they, when they can be able to play with both Americans and other foreigners, they're good. But when they have to go back to their country and they're, they're, they're one, the only two, player three, on the team. four, and five. And they got motherfuckers yeah. that look like me running the center. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, America has LeBron, KD, JT, just all that you have – Basically, an entire all-star team from both East and West. All right. Final take time. Can I go first? Absolutely. I know Mr. Booker. That's fine. <clears throat> go ahead. I mean, he won't hit. That's Somebody fine. wanted it. That's fine. Let me sound off real fast. Why is there a I team? want to fucking blow up like the Taliban. I want to blow up Dakota Rain Prescott's house with him in it and his whole family. Because this motherfucker boy, let me tell you about the Dak Prescott. I went on DraftKings. I made a five dollar bonus bet, twelve legs. This motherfucker was the last one to hit it. Okay, he hit it two weeks ago. I won seventeen hundred from five dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, I got faith in Dak Prescott. Fucking right, bro. This man is a passing yard machine. Having an MVP. I, I made a six leg. Half of the size of the first one I made. A six-leg parlay on Thursday Night Football came down to the last leg. Dak Prescott passing for 300-plus yards. $30 in bonus bets to 870 bucks in real money. Real money. 300-plus yards. This Vegeta hairline, no good motherfucker, passed for 299 yards. When I blinked, my fire stick remote was in pieces like a Lego set. I was just I just seen red. I, I couldn't I couldn't control it. I just seen mm-hmm. red, launched my controller, and it was gone. It was over with after that. So I just want to say that Dak Prescott, I hope you're never successful. You have a season in the injury. Break both your ankles like you did the last time. And I hope Jerry the King Lawler in Jerry World fires your ass, trades you for fucking Baker Mayfield because you deserve it. You're on that same level. <laughs> Also, CD Lamb, I have no problem with you. You're a very good, you're yeah, a very good receiver. Very good receiver. <laughs> you hit your yards, but at the same time, you have a horrible quarterback. And I thought, I think you should roast him every day and bully him out of the league, Richie Incognito style. That's my final take. That was a lot of hate for like. Do I really have to follow up that one? Um, Go back with that one. All right, I'm be quick. Um, last week was a good week for me. Unlike Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Canada is officially gone as the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go. It's not a coincidence that the first game he has been fired. 400 plus. 400 plus yards. <laughs> Granted, it was against a bad defense. That shit I'll ain't nothing it. new to us, huh, Adam? I'll take it. 
At least we have a competent offensive coordinator. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a good it's a good day. It's a good day in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh fans. I, I remember you that guys day. know how I, I remember feel that about day like it was yesterday. You guys know how I feel about my camera. I remember that day like it was yesterday. I just want I just want to say you know it's bad when Chris Boswell, the kicker, is sounding off on the offense coordinator <laughs> last year. Y'all remember that? Yeah. When they were walking to the because of you. Yeah, because of you. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I. I only remember that day because I remember going to class, getting that message, and it's like, "Is this real?" And then I, I saw where it was from. I was like, "Oh, this is good." Real. And then I sent it right to our group chat, and I was like, "I think I think Longman needs to see this." And you day. you were like, "I was so happy." You were so skeptical at first. I'm not, I hate when people get fired, but goodbye. <laughs> it's a good day. Y'all need to Pittsburgh hire Brian Stanford. Flores. <laughs> no, hope we hope we <laughs> no, we don't. need to hire somebody in the Forty uh, Nineers. Uh, as the all, like their quarterbacks coach. The Shanahan tree, bro. Yeah. That's the way to go. Take well, it from me. That's fair. But yes, I just want to leave it at that. And that, I guess, throwing over the middle of the field was, I guess, deemed illegal for the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> because the first play of last week, we threw it to Pratt Fire Move like 10 yards over the middle of the field. So mm-hmm. thank you, God. Thank you, Mike Tomlin. And God bless America. Gotta love my Yin- my Yinzer fan. Mike Tomlin is just NFL Jamar Garrett. Yinzer. <laughs> Um, make it plain and simple. Five year Heisman, hundred percent five year Heisman. We've been saying it all year, bro. We've been saying it all year. I've stood by it all year. JD five is the Heisman. No other candidate even compares. I watched this man. I, I watched this man. We did put up. We did put. So I did place a bet. This man has played impeccable college football. It's the greatest shit I ever witnessed. I said he wasn't gonna win, but yeah, I lost that bet. Yeah, I love bet. it, and I love because y'all know wholeheartedly I've been standing by it all year. Yeah. Sob man, you standing on that business, <laughs> standing on business, He's... man. No, but yeah, <laughs> J JD five. That that's that's. I think I owe you forty dollars. I'm not mistaken. That is undeniably <laughs> your highest. Either a case of beer or forty dollars. I can't remember what it was. I think it was either or. And yeah, and know what? Best part about it. I called him when he was plus odds for the Heisman. So that's, that's what's up, bro. That's I should have placed at the beginning of the year. It was like plus seven thousand when I was saying. Dude, it. you would have you would have been just you would have been you would have been. We'd have been doing the next episode in Cabo. We'd have been Punta Nevertheless, we appreciate y'all for joining in for episode thirty-three, the Jamal Williams episode, the Burnt Eli Apple Toast episode, and the Larry Bird episode. So, y'all catch in for episode thirty-four. Braxton, I'll see you in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all then. Thank you. <laughs>